Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello, we are back. It's episode 250. They said it couldn't be done. We had some doubted us to get to 100, some doubted us to get to 200, but everybody said we'd never get to 250. So, in your And they were right. <laughs> <laughs> that was Stu. Hi, Stu. Hey, buddy. How's it going? Oh, it's going. Jonathan, are you here as well? All the way to a quarter thousand. The biggest milestone in all of podcasting. Quarter thousand. Yep. That gets us into, there's only like, I don't know, 7 million people who've recorded 250 podcasts. <laughs> right. Less less than 10% of America has recorded 250 podcasts. So you got to give us that. Rarified air. Hey, quick beer question. If you guys are going to drink two beers, you've got a light one and a heavy one. Do you start light and go heavy, or do you start heavy and go light? Start light and go heavy. Uh, opposite. <laughs> this is a real conundrum. I got a, I got a Citra and a Furious in front of me. Because if you go that, Furious, then the Citra might taste kind of weird afterwards. That counts as heavy? Furious <laughs> no. counts as heavy for you? I know in your world, John, you have to like use a spoon and... Chew, chew through your beer. I'm not a, I'm not an oatmeal porter, stout, chocolate, whatever the fuck you drink. I'm not that. So this is. So I feel like I should probably start with the Citra, so I stay at least soberish throughout most I, of our our banter. I I think there's only one answer here, Brandon. And Stu, I'm just gonna need you to let me go here, Brandon. Don't say no right away. Mix them together and drink them both at the same time. <laughs> no. Do not do that. <laughs> I can't cocktail them? No. Do not do that. I am going with the Citra. Okay. Fine. Okay. Um, well, fellas, it's been a while since we've, <clears throat> since we've been here. I know John was here last week, but we are going through a pretty, pretty brutal sports dead zone right now. I was trying to do some research before this show because I usually try to have some semblance of an idea of what we're going to talk about. And the top headline on ESPN.com was about uh, the Chiefs quarterback calling the wrong play. I want to remind everybody, it's August 1st. That was not in a game, not even an exhibition. I think that they're talking about in practice. Is that right? Wow. Yeah. Called the wrong Uh, play. It's... The, yeah, the first preseason game is not until tomorrow night. I just saw an advert oh my goodness, for that. There's a, so. there's a football friendly tomorrow night? 
Yeah, the Hall of Fame uh, friendly is uh, between the Chicago Bear Stockings and the Baltimore Raven Stockings are tomorrow in Canton, Ohio. It's I think it's tr- that traditionally that's where the first friendly always is for the NFL, right? A I tradition unlike any other, as they exactly. say about that friendly. Coin yeah, the like, for that. They do the Hall, the Hall of Fame, Fame ceremony. Game. Yeah, the Hall, they do the wasn't Hall of Fame ceremony, and they have a friendly afterwards. Wasn't yeah. it canceled a couple years ago because the field was only eighty-four yards long, or something like that? No, Just it was um, possible like that. It was melting, like the 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 paint with like the logos and the 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 stripes was like fucking melting. It was like hazardous to play on. Hmm. So yeah, that was a. Yeah. Uh, that's, just That's what kind of friendly we're talking about here. And obviously, and the NFL, which cares so much about the health of its players, said, you know what, guys? Uh, even though we're going to deny every single you know medical study that says uh, this sport causes CTE, um, we're not going to let you play on this bad field. We're heroes. You might get some ouchies. We're no here ouchies. to help. The other headline I saw on ESPN.com, again, ESPN is a... a, a premier sports news company. They, they should have something better to talk about. Uh, a former NFL player named Sean Merriman signed a deal in some new league where they, it's a boxing league, but they don't have gloves on. It's bare-knuckled boxing. Are you serious? I don't know if I'm just a huge P-word nowadays, but I think I'd have to be paid a pretty good amount of money to have to watch that. I I have trouble. I, I think we've talked about this on the podcast, but I have a certain amount of trouble watching MMA. I can't oh, imagine it'd be better with bare knuckle boxing. No, I would never watch MMA. Give me a break. Nope. Mm-mm. So yeah, those not, are the two biggest sports in the. And these are not like hey, they it's those feel like they couldn't have access to any actual sports news, so they've had to make it up as they go. Uh, no, ESPN. So that's the sort of sports that we're dealing with now. But I think we uh, let's let's just soldier through it. What do you say? I mean, locally, we got the big news of the Twins giving up on the season. That's always exciting. Really makes your summer fly by. Hey, producer, okay. can you put the Requiem for a Dream music in the back of our <laughs> next conversation? Do we have the? Do we have, have the, that? Do we have the here? producer on? I, I I'm not hearing I'm not hearing a producer, so we'll yeah. we'll fix that in post. Yeah, they just straight gave up, and uh, I don't I don't know if I want to say my opinion out loud. John, how do you feel? Well, let's be honest here. They their biggest moves of the off season were signing Fernando Rodney and Lance Lynn and Logan Morrison. So you could argue that they gave up in February. Hmm. Hmm. Um. And surprisingly, they managed to trade one of those players this week to a team that's planning to use him out of the bullpen. But still, it's, still, yeah, it's it's something. All right, they got they got a lot of let's be let's be nice. They got a lot of organizational depth this week. They bought a like a dozen lottery tickets. Right, which is and, better than you know, no lottery that's tickets. Exact, and I suppose. of those dozen lottery tickets, about let's say ten of the twelve dollars, they found a ten dollar bill on the street. 
because they uh, uh, the only guy who was going to be here next year potentially was Presley because he was signed through 2019. So they basically found yeah. ten bucks on the street. They found ten bucks on the street. They put in two of their own just because hey they had two bucks in their left jean pocket, and they just rolled it into tickets. They put it in the scratch offs. They put it into pull tabs. And they hope maybe one or two of these things will come a cropper. That'll be the big thing for them. And they might even oh, get... even... I just said come a cropper, by the way. That has never been said in the last 25 years. And I don't know why it came into my mind right then. But uh, I think I'm a Scottish um, dandy who just uses really old phrases now. It's kind of the new part of my life. And I'm pretty happy with it. Um, Stu's been reading a lot <laughs> of William Faulkner lately. So. Really? A huge Faulkner really. guy. Please it's a spanner. That. It's it's a spanner in the works, John. I think we all know <laughs> that. Um, but yeah, I I I have no problem with the trades. They, they weren't going to catch Cleveland. They weren't going to get a wild card spot. None of the guys save Presley were going to be here next year. Escobar might mm-hmm. come back because they love him so damn much, as they should. Um, as they should. As I just they want Ed should. To be happy. And yeah, I want so, him back next year. Yeah, Ed, and come like, back to us. Yeah, Ed and uh, Dozier, I mean, could end up playing in the NLCS for all we know, and that's good for them. So I, I, I think it's a win-win, unless you are some sort of deluded, you know, weirdo who thinks they had a chance to compete as of last week, so which they did, which they the did only, not. They the did only not, person right. that thought that is now playing for the Los Angeles Dodgers. So. <laughs> <laughs> Stuart, I think the $10 that you found on the street analogy is not giving it enough credit. I think what it actually is, is you had a gift card to a Super America that was expiring that day, and you were in the Super America, and you had already had lunch, (laughs) and you weren't really very thirsty, and you're like, what the fuck? I have nothing else to do with this. If I don't use this today, tomorrow it's worth nothing. So you use it on lottery tickets. That's a fine use of money. Yeah, and I mean, I think the criticism you can level against the boy geniuses is they didn't get enough in return, which again, how the hell, I mean, Hans could tell us, but he works for the Twins now. Um, yeah, he's not allowed, yep. Yeah, yeah. he legitimately um, can't tell us. He can't tell us. Um, I I haven't checked uh, Gleeman, uh, with, in, checked in with Gleeman the last couple of days. Maybe he would know. I assume um, the absent Dr. Fingers and Dave Marthaler are furious that they got ripped uh, off. Yeah, they're, they're uh, breathing, they're blinking, they're furious. Yes, okay. they're all of those things, okay. Okay. as okay. always. Just wanted to, see, I, I don't know enough about the players they got back to say if that was a good return or not. So, who knows? As far as I'm concerned, this podcast is now an Arizona Diamondbacks podcast. <laughs> I got no problem was with there, that. Isn't there, uh, and I could be totally wrong, which is kind of embarrassing. I'm blaming it on the beer. I've had two sips. Um, I'm out of my mind. Uh, There is a benefit in the NBA where if you sign, if you make a trade for like an Escobar, for example, for the Diamondbacks, they would be able to offer him something extra over the offseason to keep him. I don't think that's a Major League Baseball thing. He legitimately could be like, I am signing with the Twins and I'm not going to have to make any sacrifices to do so. He could just come right back to us, right? After it's like a That's study correct. abroad program, yeah. just like yeah. we just send off our Ed to study abroad, mm-hmm. and his bed is still here, and his he, he's got a key. You know, we're not changing the locks on him. We'd love Ed to come back. You know, obviously sometimes kids study abroad, and they're like those weirdos who are just like, no, I decided to stay in Amsterdam, and that you know you don't really ever see them again. That could happen. 
I have but, a British uh, you know, accent as long as now. He knows. <laughs> yeah, that's what I say. Flat instead of apartment. I'm so I interested. Say spanner in the works and come a cropper. <laughs> Where's the bubbler? I need the bubbler. So we are so worldly. Uh, it was so easy for us to come up with those references because we're globetrotters. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, it's not even that's the sort of thing with uh, with the NBA where they go, well, sure, you could sign this guy; it's expiring, but now he's got a little bit more of an opportunity to stay, or you know, a benefit to stay with his team. Um, I don't think that exists in Major League Baseball, so let's just get him back, and then we'll be a Twins podcast again, right, John? Uh, as wherever Ed goes, we wherever will Ed goes. Yep. Yeah. So we're gonna have to bone up on our D backs. Uh, yeah, Zach. Zach can anybody? Can anybody can, make a D backs noise? Does it sound like the Panthers noise? Actually, here's here's a good question that I don't know the answer to. Maybe one of you two does. What's the name of their stadium right now? Is it Bank One Ballpark? That's what it was in 1997. The Bob. Uh, it's something to do with Phoenix University. Or is it Chase Field? Chase Field might be right, but it might have changed. I'm I'm looking this up right now. You guys talk amongst yourselves. Um, Um, Is it Paul Goldschmidt Stadium? Tilted Kilt Park. Tilted Kilt Park? Probably not. It is Mm. Chase Field. It is Chase Field, formerly Bank One Ballpark. And the only player that we we know two players on the team, and that is Paul Goldschmidt and Eduardo Escobar. And Zach Greinke. Really? He's still on there? I got one. And Patrick Corbin. Luis Gonzalez. We are. Craig Council is still there. Steve Finley. That's a person. That's a guy who plays Mm -hmm. baseball. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Randy Johnson. Isn't John Michael Montgomery down there too? Of course he is. And I swear by the moon and the stars. And John Michael Montgomery was like a power hitter now, right? Or is that yeah. was that just like a one week blip and then we just decided to be super angry about it? Yeah, the only the only thing I saw about John Michael Montgomery was somehow he had six homers in a week or something like that. And since then I've been furious about it even though I assume he's hitting one ninety two again. It's good. You choose to not look back to see yeah. how he's doing. Just assume the worst. Assume that you have every right to be angry. He's probably an MVP candidate. Uh, I have a question for Stuart. Yeah, I'm here. Does Is Lance Lynn on your list of least favorite twins? Boy, that's a good question. Um he was so slow. I, he was so deliberate. Uh, watching games that he pitched, were they were joyless. It was mm. like listening to 10 minutes of Dan Barrero. It was just, there was no joy. There was nothing. <laughs> it was the just worst. Just a slog. So, well, he's just a, a cranky just, slog. Just trying to get through every Ugh. goddamn minute of every goddamn day. Um, yeah, <laughs> I did not like the Lance Lynn era. I am glad he's with the Yankees because, personally, that means he will be booed a lot. And yeah. But, again, I think I mentioned this on Twitter, that in 2021 he will defeat the Twins in a wild card game. That's pretty obvious. Oh, yes. 
That's yeah. I mean that's he's got a pitch Buxton. a three hit shut, three hit shutout. So yep, it's 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 just going to happen. I've already made my peace with that. Um, I'm just glad he's not here. And I I know that you're very likely to hang up on me um, when I ask <laughs> this question, but I have to ask the the twin that you hate the most is still that closer. Right, Ron Davis. Ron Davis, yes. Like the 80- Ron Davis, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he just ruined your life basically for like two years. He did. Didn't he? That's I, I was a little too young. He did. Yes, it was many, many, many years ago. But yes, he did ruin my childhood. And Tom Her, that's a pretty hateable twin, right? Oh God, just yeah, just pouted the entire time he was here. Just, just generally, just a dispositive influence. Um, they traded away Tom Bernanski, had won a World Series the year before, and had a cool mustache. And Fucking he had Bruno, a and he had a nickname. His, nick- yeah. his nickname was Bruno. And they traded him for Tommy Herr, who just pouted the entire time he was here. So, yeah, I have no no love lost for either two of those gentlemen. I was trying to think of other twins that I hated, and for some reason I have a real bad taste in my mouth at the names Mike Lamb and Brett yep. Boone. Yeah, uh, I will let John speak. I will let let John uh, turn the floor over to John for a good minute and a half here to talk about Mike Lamb. John, it's I want to I want to add some other names to this category of sure. short lived twins that were awful that we need to remember so that we can properly hate them. Uh-huh. You've named two good ones already. Thank you. I think Tony Batista should be in that category. Oh my god, he might be number oh. one. Oh. Okay. He was he was pretty bad. Ruben Sierra, I think, could go in that category. Rubes, yep. Ugh. Um, who else? They had what about so many. Juan Castro? Remember Juan Castro? Uh, yes, this he was sort of the category. height of he was. This was in the 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 peak of the bloggers versus you know old timey yeah. newspaper era when the old timey right. guys loved Juan Castro because he was so smooth. And then the bloggers and us nerdy nerds were like, yeah, but he gets to like one out of every 17 ground balls in his direction. Right. He's sitting in a folding chair in the field <laughs> and he never gets up from he just it. Just has his glove on the ground. And if it gets in there, then yeah, it looks great. He makes the play, but he won't even move the glove. So that was, I think, another reason why I hated Juan Castro so much is probably because it was, I secretly was projecting my hatred of, like, Patrick Royce back in the day. Um, yeah, those were some really good ones, John. What there, about... There's so many. Otis Nixon, Bob Tewksbury. There's so many people who you forgot were on the Twins, and you look back and you're like, dang it. Why, why did the Twins employ some of these guys? And then you remember... That some of these signings were in the 1990s when nobody, not, including the Twins' ownership and front office, gave a crap about the Twins. Alex Cole. Alex Cole. Butch Husky. Rondell White. <sighs> Joe Creedy. Don't forget Joe Creedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every one of these guys, nine years past their prime. Oh. Well, Lance Lynn is not a past his prime guy necessarily, but he was not good, and even his good starts bothered me. That's why it sucks to right. be a pitcher who is so slow. He pitched seven good innings out of the 75 he pitched for the Twins, and they were still the worst seven innings of the year. They were still us screaming at our televisions at him, even when he got guys out. So, nope, I, I, don't, I don't like him. 
I've long been a supporter of the pitch clock, but now I'm a supporter of a pitch clock, and also you take the pitch clock out and you hit Lance Lynn with it. You physically hit him with it as part <laughs> of the pitch clock. Or like once it hits zero, there's like some sort of like tranquilizer dart that's like thrown yeah. out, and it might hit you, and if it hits you, you're done. There's you just a volley of zero. paintballs from 10 feet away. Yeah. It just ends up with welts all over his body, all over his whole body. <laughs> We're really coming. I mean, usually you guys are kind of on my turf right now. Sports fixes is my, it's my hood, it's my corner. But um, I'm gonna allow this one. It was really good. The paintball <laughs> win the pitch clock. Yeah. Uh, I have another question. I think I asked Stu the last one, so I asked John this one. Um, what are the odds that they're any good next year? They're such a weird team to root for because they're 85 wins or 65 wins, and I'm sure that that's not true. But it certainly feels like it right now that there's really no in between. Well, the, I just... weird thi- the weird thing is, to me, that the two guys who were most important to their success last year and who come into this year as the most important to their success, who are Miguel Sano and Byron Buxton, mm-hmm. they both have been basically non-factors this year. And yet, in a lot of ways, they're still the two most important guys for next year. Mm-hmm. True. Even though, I mean, Sano has had a rotten year, Buxton has been... Hurt her in the minors the whole year. I my my brother Dave posed posed the question the other day of wondering whether Buxton is going to be the first guy in Major League history to be in the top twenty of the MVP voting one year and then get more at bats in the minor leagues than the major leagues the next year. I don't. Oh. I, I assume a while ago Hans could have looked this up for us, but now he's not allowed to. God damn it! I, I just had a horrible thought. What if? These trades that we were currently making fun of and saying that they didn't get much back for, what if the guys they got were guys that they got because Hans said that that was the guys they should get? Wow. You know, that sounds like a weird theory from a guy who's like smoked a couple J's, but you're probably pretty, it's possible. It's very possible. I mean, he's a member of the organization. They probably listen to him. He's a very smart he's guy. Got- Gave him a ten key calculator, and uh, he's he did that. He ran the numbers. A TI eighty three, maybe an eighty five. Who knows? I assume that every day Terry Ryan still comes into the office to yell at Hans. Sure. <laughs> Cut that facial hair. I don't know, and I um, I think. Going back to my first statement, they're not even necessarily all lottery tickets. I'm sure a lot of them are, but. I'm with Stu. Maybe they're they're, good. They're lottery tickets unless Hans came up with them personally, in which case I think they're (laughs) shares of Google. They've turned a corner. Oh, man. I love him and miss him so much. Yep. But uh, uh, you're right, though, John. The same thing that had to happen to be good this year has to happen next year. Buxton and Sano have to be good. They can't do anything without those two guys. Right, and they're both still 13 years old or whatever, and Max Kepler is also 13, Eddie Rosario's 9. However, they still have a very young core, but -hmm. it's dispiriting to see everybody be awful for an entire year again. And again, we've talked about this before, especially when the pitching was actually not terrible. Right. Which is just freaking crazy. They finally, after a thousand years... Got a halfway decent pitching staff, and then everybody got hurt, injured, or suspended. 
Kyle Gibson has improved from mediocre to average. I never saw that coming. I'd actually argue he's actually good. (laughs) He's actually good now. It took forever, and the only one who believed him in him was, of course, Doctor Mister Fingers. And Doctor Fingers, I mostly said I mostly said average, just in case. Yeah, our good friend Doctor Fingers listens to this. He hasn't oh, yeah, yelled yeah. at me on Twitter for <laughs> like a while. He, and he, just, he needs to be I more mad. That's great. That's great. I miss him. That's all I'm saying is I miss him. And I'm in a desperate bid for attention. I'm trying to tweak him through the podcast. And this is a perfect example of Dr. Finger's favorite thing in the world. Say something. Be mm-hmm. wrong about it for 13 straight years. Mm-hmm. Be right on the 14th year. And then just fucking scream at everybody on the planet <laughs> for how dare they doubt you. Right. It's really fun. He's the guy that's playing one, two, three, four, five, six in the Powerball every time. In one year. How did you doubt me? Just because I spent $10,000, I finally got it. Idiots. That's him. Well, uh, yeah, so I just feel like it's basically a wasted year because the keys to next year were the keys to this year. And uh, I guess Barrios is better. So that's cool. Yeah, Barrios is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Some of Odorizzi's the young guys been exactly, could be good. Odorizzi has been exactly as advertised, a middle-of-the-rotation starter. So, yep. I mean, that's... I mean, they're Irvin they're, Santana, they're if, he, if he really... If Irvin Santana puts a superhuman effort into a pitch, he can throw the ball as fast as 64 miles an hour now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Well, we're a D-backs podcast now. We don't need to try to defend yep. any of these twins. Get in the snake pit with the sportive. So let's uh, we can we reserve the right to change our minds. But as of now, the only thing we care about for next season is getting Ed back. Is getting Ed back? This if we get Ed back. Veteran leadership, and mm-hmm. it needs everything that Ed brings to a clubhouse. It needs lightheartedness. It needs shoulder to the wheel. Excellent power hitting. It needs handsomeness. Everything that Ed has. A strong swing, doubles, um, great attitude. He's more handsome after the game than he was before the game. All the stuff. <laughs> Did you guys see the uh, story about the guy who got licked by his dog and then lost? Oh, Jesus. He had his hands and his feet amputated because he caught some sort of disease. You guys I saw that story, right? I saw the headline and the photo, and then it's mm-hmm. just, you know, I, okay. mean, I don't want to get into yeah. it, but, like, there's no, just no. too much. There's too much, man. Yeah, like, I know, but it, when, you, when, when you saw the photo, were you just a little surprised that it wasn't Byron Buxton? Would have been. If I would have seen that, I would have been like, oh, yeah, yep. Yeah, that's, that's Gans. Yeah, that, uh-huh. that's about right. Honestly, surprised he didn't lose his torso. I thought his torso would be just hanging off his body. Yeah, at least he's got most of his organs. You'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh Jesus, that story, man! So, uh, I didn't. I didn't read yeah, any more. Was, I just saw the headline. You didn't need to. Just, you didn't need to. It's, it was awful. Yeah, I kind of yeah. told the whole story. Dog saliva yeah. causes man to lose both legs and arms. Yeah. What? I I I I'm gonna forget to read this story. So just tell me what was wrong with the dog now, so that I don't have to fear every dog. Uh, the dog was an adorable and just wanted to snuggle. Twelve of ten uh, wood pet. Oh yep. no! 
He was good a good doggo. doggo. Good puppy. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> my hands and my feet had a good run. I'm yeah. willing to let him go. Yeah. No, you if risk it. The dog it. is happy for two seconds. Yeah, you got to risk that. Yep. <laughs> uh, no, I actually, there's no way I was reading that article. Nope, I had no interest. So yeah, we so need Ed back, assume... and we need uh, healthy Byron Buxton, and I. You tell me what happens with Sano. I have no idea. I don't know. I'm. I just. I mean, just be in shape. It's your job. Like it's your actual job. There's a weight room mm-hmm. that's like part of your office. You know. Mm-hmm. It's very frustrating yeah. as a as a human. You know. But what do I know? Uh. Okay, do you want should we move on? Yes. Sure. No more twins talk. I can't bear it. Let's move on to what we're interested in, which is let's talk about how criminally underrated Paul Goldschmidt is. Yes. Yeah. I can you believe uh, like the Schmitty. national endorsements aren't there? It doesn't make any sense. No. The guy Schmitty, who uh he toils, he toils in obscurity. We we love to call him Schmitty or Goldie. Yeah. But you yeah. know, we we call him both. A guy who is a you know a, a baseball player, right-handed, plays a position. Right, I think an, in, an infield right-handed, position. Plays in the he's field a, and is in the lineup baseman. a lot. First baseman and he's in the Everybody lineup. Everybody knows how important they are. For sure, doesn't bat ninth, right? No, no, so no. We know, can't we bat know who he is. Almost never bats ninth. I would say. Did anybody else say his first name is Paul? Because I I'm going to call dibs on that fact. It's yeah. Paul. Sometimes we call him Polly, Polly Goldie or Schmitty. We usually call him by his formal name, Polly Goldie Schmitty. <laughs> That's how you really know that you know the guy is when you give him all three back to back to back. Right. Yeah. Well, let's talk. Uh, let's talk. Maybe pigskin. All right. Yeah, it's, it. it's time. I guess dive in. We got this. Yeah. Okay. So here's the deal. We got boys. next. The Chiefs quarterback called <laughs> the wrong play. The wrong play? Are you the serious? Yeah, yeah, he was supposed to call the right play, and he fucked it up. He didn't. He called wow. the wrong play. Wow. <laughs> that is, is the extent of, for- of my football is- camp knowledge. Yeah, he's the son of former Twins pitcher Pat Mahomes, also. Local angle. Mm-hmm. Ding, 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 ding. We should have a... A sound effect producer. Can you add in a sound effect for that local angle deal? That would be cool. Some sort of celebratory. Yeah, it would be like the, the only the, thing whatever, I know. Yeah, oh, yeah. It'd be like the, the, for the local angle. Would it be like uh, like the traffic on the eighth sounder from WCCO or something? Something or really that like or, local. No, I think it would be the CBS News. Do 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 do. Or we could record one of our grandmas going, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Just got to squeeze by you. Something like that. We'll think it out. We'll think it through. We'll, we'll get to talk to our professional producer team, and they'll figure that sort of stuff out. That's what they get paid money for. Um, the only thing I know is that um, old Steve Diggs is going to be a Viking for quite a while until he hurts himself in his cut in three weeks. But as of now, August 1st, he's, I believe, still alive and a valuable member of the team. And he just got yeah. paid. Boy, yeah, I mean, the, um, NF- the NFL really makes this easy because you look at a guy, I didn't, 
my reaction was, wow, that seems like a lot of money for a wide receiver. But I don't know anything about it. Maybe all wide receivers get paid this. But, Brandon, you already touched on the thing about the NFL, which is it's not like baseball or hockey where you look at it and you say, wow, that contract's way too long. If a guy's not good for two weeks, you just cut him. You just cut him and drop him and his salary's gone forever. You don't have to pay him. It's just gone. Yes. Now that is the kind of (laughs) team-friendly, union-busting contract that only the NFL can really be part of. Great. Great union protections in the NFL. At least it's not a hazardous sport. That's true. That's that's one saving grace. It's uh, healthy. Mm. You can do it for your Mm. whole life. It's Mm. good for your heart. It's good for Mm -hmm. teamwork. The fans, I think, are great. Love them. <sighs> that brings up a good question, Brandon. If you played, you're you're an athletic guy. You're a guy who actually is in shape in his mid thirties, which is not nothing. If you, you played in a game of American football, and I'm not talking about an NFL level game of American football, I'm just talking about a game of four fifteen minute quarters where you played in a football game, how long would it be before you walked without a limp again? I'm not saying you'd rip up your knee or anything. I'm just talking about sheer mid-30s pain. I have to imagine um, one time falling to the ground would be enough to kind of put me up for a couple weeks. And that's just the one time. So I'm saying if if I did this legitimately... One calendar year before everything stopped hurting that started hurting the day I played in this game. Uh, yeah, yeah, it would be Boy, bad. It would be bad. That was such friend. a stunning statement. I've brought the podcast <laughs> to a grinding halt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, uh, you're right. You're all you're very right. It's bad news. It's bad news all around. And I don't all right, like it. Keep going with the NFL talk since nobody wants to talk about hurting ourselves. No, I think it would it, we would all be dead very quickly. Yep. Um, I'm trying to quantify exactly how quickly we would all die, but it would be instantaneously. It'd be like getting shot by a sniper. That's how quickly you'd go down and mm-hmm. never get back up again. And then you know but, you would get you get yelled at by a, some like white guy named Cord Bladderton the third for not kneeling for kneeling during the anthem. So that'd be fun. Yeah, 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 and it's just never going away. It's just never going to nope. be not part nope, of our lives. Nope, nothing's ever going to be good enough for these cretins. So um, it's just never going to stop, ever. I have a question for you, Stuart. Are you yeah. ever going to give up on the NFL? I have threatened to do it at least five years in a row, and it's really stuck. Obviously, so. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know. I should, but haven't yet. You don't have so. to. I was just wondering. No, I know. No, I, I still enjoy it for no good reason other than I enjoy it. But it's certainly not a defensible thing. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, well, they know what they're getting into, and it's good for kids to get brain damage when they're six. Um, so I can't justify it in any way shape or form other than i enjoy it despite mm-hmm. it's it's many many flaws what are the percentages of your enjoyment 
it can be chalked up to like nostalgia, tradition, comfort. I guess what I'm asking, if you're at 100 right now in terms of your maximum enjoyment of the NFL, if you had never heard of the NFL and just found out about it like this year and started watching mm-hmm. it, what would that what what would that number be? It's an awful way to ask a question, by the way. Let's just power it, through. Let's so, just push push so, right on so, through. Uh, so from one to one hundred. Yep. So you're saying like nostalgia means nothing to me about football. If I started up this year with no history, I would like it just as much mm-hmm. as I do now. That'd be a hundred. If you're like, I'm mm-hmm. only doing this for like comfort reasons. If I thought if I just started watching the NFL, I would have no interest in it. That would be a zero. Okay. Um, my number is 69 because it's the sex number. <laughs> it's such a good number. It is the, it is the sex number. It's the number one sex number. Yeah. I, I uh, don't know. I mean, is it like how people glommed on to like the premiership? Um, it's, they started, they picked a team like our friend Dana picked Chelsea John picked like Blues. fucking Blackpool or whatever the hell he roots for. I don't even know. Arsenal, team. come on! Um, have they're some coming respect. out of the fourth oh. division this year, Stu. Have yeah, some respect. Coming back. Right. Every year I hear that. Um, I like I, I like how inadvertently you managed to pick the most forlorn former Premier League team of all time. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, that, that came to mind. There's there's a, there's like a White Stripes live album called Blackpool Nights. So I figured that's probably where I got that from, John. I can't it's say it just, was from anything smart. It's so perfect because they were in the Premier League and now they're in the fourth division. And I think if any of their fans came across the owner just randomly on the street or in some place of business, they would absolutely murder him on the spot yeah so God. yep that's God, could they, could, could they do that to enough could they do that to nfl owners just well please you would think so but please? as long as those nfl owners are willing to fire their players for not standing for the national anthem then apparently they're very popular uh, you can even separate it from the anthem they're all just monsters yeah. they're all terrible people just they, the worst there has people. to be a good one there is no, there isn't a good one. They're all bad. All bad. I do know the Panthers guy seems like maybe the worst. Who be a good has a statue? Into, but uh, they have a statue of him in like all, all seventeen of his neck folds in relief, and it's <laughs> it, he's an absolute garbage monster. And he's maybe he just gets into the top ten of the worst ones, and it's just they're all just awful people. And uh, what's going to be interesting is the NFL just will had a mental break be bad someday, and it will all it'll just be not a thing anymore. And there will be you know a a really good definitive book written about the downfall and every year what happened. So that's the good news. The bad news is we'll have been dead and buried for like three hundred years. Yeah, so we won't be able to read it unless I don't know. Are you? I might do that freeze my brain thing. Maybe maybe that would help. Maybe I could read the book then. Just looking into maybe. That. <clears throat> let's yeah. Let's I, I'm just not. looking into it. I haven't made any decisions. Yeah. Don't don't commit. Um, no, I keep my options open. Um, okay. Jonathan, uh, can I ask you the same question? Do you think you'll ever give up on the NFL? Well, I am on record, and I'm trying to make this actually happen. Where at least when it comes to the Vikings, 
I'm just saving my game. When they come back to the NFC Championship game, I'll get back into the Vikings. And I say this, but the problem is the NFL is the easiest sport to follow because it happens once a week and the coverage of it is everywhere and it's ubiquitous and it's always on all the time so you don't have to do any work to search it out at all. Mm-hmm. And so what that means is that pretty much all of my friends and family who are not sports fans like I'm a sports fan, they have all drifted away from following the Twins or the Timberwolves or the Wild or whatever. Some of them are still into these things, but it's for the such most a part, commitment. they're, Especially yeah, they're not into God. They're not into all these things, but all of them have at least some idea of what's going on with the Vikings. And Mm -hmm. so in order to have any connection point with those people that's related to sports, which for me, that's pretty much the way I connect with everyone. Of course. I have to... The Vikings is that, and so to give up on the Vikings feels like giving up on all of my friends. And I don't like that, but I also don't want to watch any Vikings games this fall. <laughs> and yet, yeah. if uh-huh. if any of if you guys, if any of my other friends reach out to me and say they want to watch a Vikings game, I'll be there at 11 a.m. one hour before the game kicks off. I'll have uh, a, an old Matt Burke jersey on that I bought while I was in college. Uh, all the numbers are completely ripped off. It's the only Vikings jersey I have, but I'm going to wear it because I want to have friends. <laughs> Looks like a knockoff, like you're in some sort of unlicensed yep. commercial. It's actually a purple sweatshirt that I drew the <laughs> letters on with crayon because I couldn't afford anything else my freshman year of college. Sure. No, been there. Yeah, so, you make a good point about that. It's You can very, very easily find yourself being around a football game no matter what, even unless you're taking like some sort of weird hardcore stance about it right. you're going to be somewhere on a sunday afternoon and you know a birthday party for somebody or uh, whatever and the game will be on i and want to not watch the nfl and i want to now watch the vikings but i think i want friends more <laughs> well let me ask you when you do watch a game in one of these scenarios are you as emotional as you as you once were pick 10 years ago or 15 or the height of your insanity, which I can't even begin to imagine the height of the Marthaler insanity of sports. So I oh got the, I, I, I got the, my goosebumps have goosebumps right now. Like that's how, ugh. but are you, can you still get there even though you don't want to like them? Uh, I think I'm just going to give you a second to think about what you just asked. <laughs> And then see why you see whether it's even a question in your mind. Hey, producer, we'll just cut this whole whole bit out in post. We'll just cut the whole deal. <laughs> I mean, that was I can't believe I just I don't know. I thought that maybe there'd be a point where you're like, yeah, no, I still watch it. I still I you know can get into sports, but I don't feel the same rage. For example, watching the Eagles last year than I did watching the Falcons in 1998. That was a hopeful sort of, I guess I'm sort of a pie in the sky. I'm on my, I'm on the furious now. I'm almost through that. So I'm kind of, I'm a little loopy. So that's a no then. (laughs) Stunned you into silence. Is this fucker serious? (laughs) Every time we talk about this, I'm forced to confront 
the fact that I'm not a normal person in any way, shape, or form, and that the normal behavior would be exactly what you just described, and yet that's not what's going to happen. To no, me. John, I will say this: you are you are way more normal than me. Like you are for sure the normal person who's just like, you know what? I'm into this, and I'm not gonna like examine it too much i give a shit and i'm gonna scream at a television and call it a day it's maybe not logically normal but it's more common than the neurotic overthinker like i am of like oh who gives a shit about all this anyway i don't have any effect on the i'm the weirdo so don't you try to out weirdo me i don't know i i i feel like i i that my tendency to split all sports into two categories which are sports that I couldn't be more into and sports that I don't understand yet <laughs> I think that's, that's not normal <laughs> yeah that's true that's true I was just going to say that one thing that I have discovered as being like one foot in one foot out with the NFL I'll watch it but I won't really get into it that much is it is very hard to watch an NFL game now with other people who are fans, when I'm like the detached emotionally guy, you know, because like they win or lose, I I don't I don't know. I've taught myself or brainwashed myself or deluded myself or whatever to like not really care that much. But you kind of, if you're talking about, I think your example of like I just want to bond with other people really hit me because I was like, yeah, that's what I'm missing because I feel like I'm accidentally big timing everybody I watch a game with because I'm like, who gives a shit? Come on. Come on, calm down. Who cares? You know, which is not a good behavior. Maybe it's more healthy internally in the long run, but it's a little alienating when you're there at the when you're watching the game with somebody. So I think I need to do a little better job at that. I think just faking it a little better. Well, I can I can only say that the easiest way to fake it is to forget that you were faking it and just do what you were going to do. Just get way into it. Decide. Yeah. You don't even need to decide it. Just let yourself suddenly get into, oh, it's Monday night and the Jaguars are playing the Titans. That's a terrible game. Nobody wants to watch that game. But just forget about that and just get no, absolutely no, no. furious. Here's my deal. I'm only going to do that when I'm watching the game with other fans. I'm yeah, going to just yeah, glom sure. onto their emotions. When it's no. a Monday night game, I am. There is no way on earth I'm watching that game. Like I have legitimately right. convinced myself. Not again. Not even like a self delusion. Like I don't really enjoy watching football that much anymore. It takes so fucking long, and there's so many weird instant replay bullshit, and it's just pandemonium and craziness. It's not like it's not as much strategy as I want it. Or there is, but it's not, and it's just fucking crazy. Um, so it's not that. My thing needs to be when I'm watching a game with other guys to like pretend I'm taking it as seriously as them. Or just take it as seriously as them. Fuck it. So I think what you're describing is becoming an, an emotional parasite, and yes. I fully support this. Yes. Okay, good. We agree. Cool, cool, cool. Um. Okay, so uh, I don't know if I have any other Vikings updates. Are there any injuries, or is Kirk Cousins still alive? Yeah, they didn't have... No one's gotten hurt from the Vikings. I know that uh, uh, the Packers lost uh, one of their linebackers, which doesn't matter, their defense sucks. Um, He's not dead, is he? 
No, is it Clay Matthews? Because I no, it was not. That. No, no, that uh, we would have opened. We would have opened the show with just like laughing for fifteen minutes at everyone <laughs> who we know who's a Packer fan. Um, yeah. His name is like Jake Ryan. Unhinged Jake, yeah, it's 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 the guy. He has the same name as the really handsome guy from Sixteen Candles. Not the racist stereotype of an Asian person, but the handsome guy. Um, yeah, not uh, Ding Dong or whatever the fuck his name Long, was. Long Long Duck Dong. Yeah, that that really <laughs> that that joke really lands in 2018. Yeah, good, good work. That did, good that work did not Japanese. age well. That Oof. was that Oof. was less than 40 years ago. Everybody. Honestly, yep. honestly, mainstream, I, mainstream Hollywood comedy. That that character was written and filmed and everything else. What was going through people's minds? Was it just like, eh, who gives a shit? You just should be able to laugh at this sort of stuff. Or was it like, there's so few Asian people that I know that I don't really, I'm so far removed from it, I don't really give a shit. How did that, we're never going to know, right, obviously. Just, well, you know. what year did 16 Candles come out? 1986. Is that actually right? No clue. That so is, no, that I, is actually right. I am right about this. This I am right about. Ooh, amazing. I guess it wasn't that much before that. And I'm talking in terms of, okay, that was 32 years ago now. It wasn't too much on the other side of that that we were locking Asian people up in prison camps. <laughs> so for no good reason, yeah. like, hey, so, yeah. we're we're employing one, so we're on the good side of history. Yeah, Jesus, yeah, it was nineteen eighty four. It was nineteen eighty four. I was wrong, so keep that. You in were mind, wrong. <laughs> yep, super wrong. <laughs> super wrong. Same decade. That's probably mm-hmm. one of the most accurate things we've ever said, Stu. Yeah, only two years off. Yeah, that's two years off. That's great for us. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, we're moving on up. Imagine how good we're going to be on episode five hundred, or oh, episode two two fifty one when it comes I'm out ex- around Halloween. I'm excited <laughs> for episode five hundred when we start talking about Brandon's two hundredth win at Town Ball. Oh yeah, I'm never stopping. I refuse to stop. Why Can't did we stop start talking about? Won't stop. Oh, Jake Ryan uh, with the Packers. Okay, so they have an injury. Uh, which is fantastic mm-hmm. news, of, of course. That's yep. <laughs> categorically great. I'm super happy. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. and the Vikings are still doing okay. Um, Steve Diggs is is locked <clears throat> up for a while. How about our guy Teddy? How's Teddy looking? Uh, well, this is a Jets podcast now, right? Jets, yeah. Jets and Diamondbacks. Yeah, we, the, we'll, we will have a Diamondbacks and Jets corner at minimum here. I think he's doing well in their camp. Um, as, and I know they drafted some dick slap and they also have another free agent, but, uh, I think he's either going to be trade bait, um, for a team that's going to need a quarterback or he'll start for the New York Jets and be, be surprisingly good for them. Well, not surprising you know to needs us a quarterback? because we know he's great. The Minnesota Vikings. Cr- I want Ted back. I need yeah, Ted get him back. back. Wouldn't Ted, be good? Ted, Ted, Ted. Great. Ted. <laughs> would be so cool. Oh man, it'd be amazing. Here's the thing that I don't understand about the NFL is there's uh, there's times like this when you've got Teddy uh, Teddy B coming back from an injury, but he's mm-hmm, got upside. Mm-hmm. Like he's for sure got upside. And then the mm-hmm. guy that he I forget the guy's name that he's trying to beat out, but it's like an old guy, right? 
Vinny Testaverde. Po- <laughs> could be Matt Sanchez, for all we know. Some, somebody okay, from so let's, let's just go with Vinny Testaverde. So it's like those two guys. I feel like basically every fan on... Oh, okay. I think the old guy's white. So we got to take away the racial component. But let's say the old guy is black. Um, so anyway, there's these two guys... I feel like every fan in the world would be like, just start the young guy with upside and maybe he's a little bit riskier, but I, I do not want to watch this old guy who we know exactly who he is. Warren Moon. Let's say Warren Moon. <laughs> uh, it's Warren Moon and Teddy B. And there are so many times when they choose Warren Moon in this example. And it's like, who are you kidding? You won two games last year. Nobody gives a shit about your stupid franchise. Just start the, the crazy quarterback. And if you lose... Who cares? Big deal. You were going to lose anyway. And they it's such a risk-averse, or it has been historically. I don't know if, what it's like anymore. Um, but I feel like it should be a given. If Ted's leg is attached, which I've only seen that brace, so it may be one of those weirdo tricks where like the bottom is actually not... A, but if they can confirm his leg is attached, Ted is your starter for whatever, how many weeks... And then you give it the keys to the young kid. And that should be like an easy decision to me. And they fuck this up all the time. I don't get it. I don't have a question. That's fine. I agree with you. (laughs) Well, we'll see. But this is for sure a Jets podcast and for sure a D-backs podcast. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Okay, so we had a, a quick break in the action. Uh, we lost An Stuart. audio recording problem from Stuart. An Stewart. audio recording problem Who from Stuart. Who could have seen that coming? His computer died. So there's a million different ways that audio can go wrong here. That's one of them, and that's the one that happened. So now it's just John and I. Stuart uses a computer that it it doesn't have a screen. It just has like a three-line little type thing. It has like a paper roll. Like an adding mm-hmm. machine. Yeah. So yeah, he uses an adding machine. You really got to be impressed that he gets any audio ever out of that thing. Commodore 64. He No, the Commodore 64 had a monitor. We're going back even farther than this. I actually... <laughs> Stu is still talking to us, but he's not recording his audio, so he's screaming at us while we're talking to the audience. <laughs> uh, I tried to make a joke about the Commodore 64. I did not know what that was. So you oh, taught me something well, tonight, John. That was the name of an ancient computer. So well done. So a regular old computer. Regular old computer. Shit. Had well, you thrown the word Tandy in there, that would have been even better. Tandy with a T? 
or Altair, also good. Okay. So if there was anybody who was listening to the podcast for the first time and they got through minute 56, but they're like, I don't know, not for me. I'm a huge computer nerd and yep. these guys aren't talking to me, but they we stuck talk through it. We just got them for life. <laughs> we talk a lot about old computers on this podcast. So. That's what most of it is. We we yep. just made a Tandy and Alt-Air. Alt yep. I, I, we're going to go back to the original. To We're going to stop talking about sports now. We're sure. done with the sports section, uh, section of this podcast. Let's move now on. Now let's delve into the original source code from the Apple One. Mm-hmm. Here we go. I'm opening it up right now. Okay, yep. zero, one. One zero zero one. Interesting. Ooh. Double zeros. This John, is all in hexadecimal. This, this is nice. John, one of my favorite traditions that we do on this podcast, and there are a lot of them, is when I suggest a show for you to watch. Because you don't I ever enjoy watch this TV too. shows. Okay. So how long is your list of shows you need to get to at this point? Are we in the are we in the triple digits? I think it's fair to say it's Pretty much every show. I'm trying to think of the ones that are on my list that legitimately I might get to someday. What do you think should be number one on that list? Didn't we agree that it was the Americans? No, I don't think no. we agree that it was the Americans. What, the would, Americans what would your was... number one be? Well, I think uh, uh, Stu, just he's, he's in our ear right now. He's, again, he's not recording, but he suggested Justified. I would Which say Justified I, is a yeah. fine suggestion. It's a, I slow, actually, it's a slow starter, though. When the cutoff point for any sort of TV watching was basically when I got married. And at that mm-hmm. point, I was about halfway through Justified. So it is on my list, probably number one on my list to go back and finish Justified. Although at this point, I can only remember the vaguest sense of the characters in the plot line. So I'd really probably have to start over at the start, but that's fine because right. I remember really liking it. So set setting justified aside, mm-hmm. what's number one on that list? Well, I just don't know if you're going to get a better show than the Sopranos. I think that it's, it's just, it's very funny. I think that's what might get you to stick with it is like, it's, it's the drama of the, you know, the mob or whatever, but it's not really about that. Uh, Tony's just a really, really, really fucking great character and great acting and great writing, but it's it's super funny. It's way funnier than I remembered. So that would be one that I think that you'd just get a, a huge kick out of. But the other one that I wanted to tell you about, which I don't know if it should where it should be on your list, but it's a nerdy nerds computer show, and you're a kind of nerd, right, with computers, right? Very much so. So you're a huge nerd, and there's a show on AMC called Halt and Catch Fire. And this was a highly hyped show right after... So uh, AMC, and um, let's just pretend I'm right about this stuff. I'm not positive about any of it. Let's pretend that AMC had both Mad Men and Breaking Bad going kind of... They were their two big shows. Right. Probably not true, but one of those probably was. Anyway... Uh, so it became kind of like, oh, here's a place where you watch really good, high-profile, smart TV shows. And the one after one of those two shows, or both of them, um, was a show called Halt and Catch Fire. So it was like this high-profile release. Oh, my God, this show is going to be the next big thing. 
and it just kind of flopped. Like it was super cheesy and overwrought the first year. So a lot of people gave up on it, but it was good enough where they kept going for four years. And it's one of those like every season gets better. And, and it honestly is like one of uh, a show that I absolutely love. It's one of my favorites. But it's, it's about loud. computers and like computer nerds in the 80s that were trying to invent all the different things that actually came to life, like browsers and, you know, a million other like cool uh, inventions. So it sort of like tells the history of that through a fictional narrative of like the actual people creating like here's a new PC and here's some of the technology within that. And again, browsers and everything else. But um, if you're into that sort of stuff, I think that was, I just thought that was just an awesome show. I loved it so much. And I'm not even a nerd, as you know. I'm like, where does the phrase halt and catch fire from come from? Mm, I don't remember exactly. It's a computer term of, when you have it's it's a certain set of keys that you can and while I'm doing this I'm obviously doing the universal typing motion as I'm talking um, that allows the computer to take over it's I'm I'm making things up at this point you're gonna have to Google it I'm sorry I don't exactly know what that means it's a computer nerds joke or a term well it's I'm hoping nerds. so way back in the early days of computing. Mm-hmm. There was, they had these old printers that sometimes, if the paper got stuck, they'd set themselves on fire. Oh, so okay. way back in the old days of, the early days of computing, there was mm-hmm. an error message that would come up, like if the printer was still on and also it was still online, but it wasn't printing, it would print out a message that said, LP zero, this being your printer, LP zero on fire, which was mm. basically just there to motivate you to get up and make sure the printer wasn't on fire. Get so out I'm of hoping Halt and Catch Fire is a reference to that. I don't know if that's true or not, but I think it's I'm a coders. It it's a it's a coder phrase. I don't I've, know. I as as someone who 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 does this for a living, I have thrown in error messages that say. LP zero on fire just for old time's sake. So huh. if it's that kind of show, I think uh-huh. you might be right about this. Yeah, I just I couldn't get enough of it, and I mentioned it on Twitter a couple of times, and a bunch of people were like, "Okay, you know, I'm looking for something new. I'll give it a whirl." And then I got a lot of mess, or not a lot, like four, you know, messages of people like, "Oh, season one was stupid. What's wrong with you?" And I had to keep telling people like, "You got to stick with it. It gets better," and it did. So that's um, really great. I would recommend that one. Okay. I'll put it on the list. I, I'm, we'll never watch I'm really it, and it's need, totally fine. This is a fun I'm tradition need, that we have, you and I. I'm going to need the list committee to get mm-hmm. a meeting in. We haven't had a list committee meeting for a while That's that true. prioritizes the list. You were yeah, on we the, rank it for you. You're yep. on the committee. Stu's on the committee. That's Clarence our model. On the committee. It's on our blade. There's a lot of people on the committee. We rank I it think, for you. I think Gleeman's on the committee. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who else is on the committee. Yeah, no, Gleeman's a secretary. It's great. Yep. Yeah. That's a good committee, and I promise to get through them as soon as my child is old enough to watch television. Yes. Which, as you know, John, if you can dream it, you can do it. She's old enough now. <laughs> I. The other day I was talking to someone, and I, I, I sort of realized that there, there's some guideline out there that says when your kid turns two... 
that that's when they can start having screens. Before they're before they're two, they're not supposed to have screens at all. Oh, Jesus! But in my mind, that had transmogrified into when they're two. Now they can watch one hundred. They can watch a hundred hours of TV every week. Yes, and somebody exactly. gen- gently reminded me the other day that there's still guidelines like they're not supposed to watch that much TV even after that. And I oh. was, I tried not to be outwardly, but inside I was genuinely disappointed because I had such big plans for like, all right, <laughs> my daughter's finally two. All we're doing from now on is watching baseball. That's what we yep. do all evening, every evening. Yeah. Well, one thing about uh, and and we deal with this all the time and struggle with it a lot, uh, especially Danielle and I both work and um, we both have fairly demanding jobs mentally where it's not. I mean, we're not saving lives. I'm not trying to make our jobs sound important. They're not. They're as useless and unimportant as everybody else's job. We're not doctors or firefighters, but um, but we do both work and, and we come home and I don't have a ton of mental energy for really anything else in the day. There's only so much you can, you can expend. So, um, there is a temptation basically five nights a week to, uh, to just hand the, a tablet or a, whatever you have for your kids or your phone or whatever. And just say, Hey, you guys, I want to veg out. You guys can too. They were in preschool all day and the preschool does a great job with like, Hey, it's craft day or fucking show and tell or some other imagination <laughs> thing. Like we just assume like they're right. doing something there. Hey, we're off the clock. If I want to sit and watch like five episodes of the office on Netflix, that's fine. That's good for my brain. I, my brain needs to rest and maybe theirs does too. You can convince yourself of that stuff fairly easily. But one thing that's, um, that we try to think about is it's kind of weird, but there's a difference between us watching something together and them like sitting in a corner with a tablet in front of them. So we try to like, okay, cool. We're all going to veg up, but we're going to watch the same thing and talk about it. And there's a little bit more of a bonding mechanism to that. This right. is me again, self delusion of like, <laughs> if we all watch black Panther together, that's better than them watching and by the way, the shit that they watch now on their tablets is is just the worst. It's it's YouTube videos of like fourteen year old kids just like, hey, welcome to my YouTube channel. Today I'm gonna dump uh, seven hundred cans of Mountain Dew on my own head, and that's what they do. They just sit and they dump or they. Sp- spray sodas in each other's faces or whatever. Like there's nothing to it. There's no utility whatsoever. So we can justify it by saying, Hey, we're all going to watch this thing together. But the parents that, so that's our, the best we can possibly do a lot of nights, not a lot of nights. I mean, you know, it's a couple nights, (laughs) but when I hear parents of like, you know, we really don't let our kids watch screens unless it's the weekend. And that's just one hour. That's just one hour on Saturday nights or whatever. I just, I have such a hard time, like, understanding their lives compared to mine. I, I do not get it. I don't under, are they that engaged? Are they doing Candyland, like, for two hours a night? <laughs> nobody's, nobody's doing Candyland. Are they building forts on a, can you imagine having a hard day at work and coming home and, like, building a fort for, like, two hours? Are they taking, let's, I, I try to take my. Let's leave forts out of this. Forts are objectively awesome. <laughs> Nobody doesn't enjoy it. enjoy a good pillow fort. 
before I was a dad, if you would have told me, uh, uh, if somebody, if if a coworker would have come in and said, "Hey, uh, what did you do last night?" and he goes, "You know what? I have a six-year-old boy and a three-year-old boy, and the six-year-old just learned how to ride a bike, so we got him a bike, and then the three-year-old is now on training wheels, so we gave the the big kid's bike to the little kid, and now he's on training wheels, and we went out for a bike ride, and that was what we did last night." I would probably would have assumed would have assumed like, oh, cool, what a fun. What a cool, regular, I guess, nice bonding night. Right. Um, that is what I did tonight. And it was like one of the worst fucking things in the whole world. <laughs> one of the worst parts of my week was this goddamn bike ride with my kids. One of them, the bike's too big and he can't, and now we're going up a hill and he has to fall over and he can't pick his bike back up. And the other one is sick of riding. So he just stops. And starts walking instead of taking his bike with him. And then we're trying to look at like, well, the older kid's now riding ahead and this one's back here. And do we want to switch off? And then the older kid, like, there's a stop sign ahead. So now I'm sprinting down the road trying to make sure that the older one remembers how to brake. Because it's a side road. There could be someone flying through at like 35 miles an hour and just like, I'm not stopping at the stop sign. And it's 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 pandemonium. And it's terrible and it's so stressful and no one's happy. And that's an hour of our night tonight. So when we do that and come back in, yeah, I'm just gonna throw a TV show on for them. That, that's it. <laughs> that's all I can do. There's no that's, way there's anything more than that. That's the maximum amount of parenting anybody's getting tonight. And I'm just wondering, like, are we are we shitty because we were like, okay, cool. Well, that was six o'clock to seven o'clock. And then from 7 to 8.30 when we put them to bed, like, yeah, they were screwing around on watching TV. And then one of them got the switch and was playing a video game. And the other one was watching them. And, I mean, there's some bonding elements to that as as brothers. But um, I just, if you think about other parents and you talk to other parents and they go, well, we don't do this, that, whatever. What I'm envisioning is they have that bike ride. And then they come home and they go, all right, cool. That was the worst thing ever. Uh, but now we're going to go play, like, uh, some board game for an hour and then we're all going to have a, a nice healthy snack we'll have a couple of carrots a piece and then off to bed and, and no one complains yeah. i just i just wonder how many of those parents are uh just legitimately better humans than me and how many of them are liars right i i'm i, I need i need to believe that a lot of them are lying the world separated into two categories, frustrated parents and secret drinkers. <laughs> oh, God. But, yeah, that's, to me, the screen problem is is not so much can they do that. It's like, is it the right content? Are we, are we experiencing it together? Or are they, as brothers, experiencing it together? And what's the limit on how much you can... How much you can do, and it's all this shit is so exhausting, and it sucks. Why? Why this is happening? As parents, like they're good kids, they're healthy. We bring them to a cool daycare or preschool, whatever you want to call it, summer school activity where they get to go on field trips and stuff. And you're like, that should be enough. At whatever time we all get home, we should just be like, have at whatever. But you can't do that, and that's really, really hard as a parent. Right. And I imagine harder yep. for parents who don't work. Right. Like. I gotta, they can't, yeah. I don't know. If you are staying home with your kids all day, if you've not gone insane, then you have earned your stripes for sure. 
Presidential Medal of Freedom or Honor right. or whatever those things are. The Presidential just... Medal of Fitness is yours. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. But so how old is your daughter now? She's almost two. Almost two. Okay. So okay. in my mind, it was like, all right, we hit... We hit a we hit her second birthday, and then it's nothing but baseball games from the West Coast and sure. Mexican yep. soccer. Uh-huh. We're gonna everything. <laughs> t- television raises you now. We are going to yell at sports together, and that's how we're going to bond as a father and a daughter. And it's it's reminding me that that's not true, and there's still a lot of parenting left to go. Before we can just sit quietly and not talk and scream at the television together. Yeah, and I really hate to look be the be the person who looks forward to the future that you you know aren't appreciating the present. But yeah, I think about that a lot too. How great is that going to be when one of your kids is just like, "Hey, can we just turn the Twins game on and watch it in silence?" <laughs> you can. That's the dream. We will, and you can bet that tears will roll down my face on that day. <laughs> and it seems like, you know, we have young kids. It seems like that will never happen. That's too great. But I bet it's probably just how life works pretty soon here. Right. It's coming. Yeah. It's I. Um, let's tell yeah. ourselves it's on its way. Yes, please. Let's, let's, let's go ahead and do that. Okay, should right, we be done? Is- yeah, this has been 20 minutes of us complaining about our children and how they don't like to watch TV as much as we do. Which is at least three minutes too long. Yeah. Well, let's hope this podcast sees the day of light someday with all of our issues. Yeah, with all of our issues, both audio and otherwise. Audio and otherwise. Okay, cool. Well, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say goodnight. Bye. Good night, Brandon.